Hello, and welcome to Sense of Responsibility. I'm Alec Lindenauer, a certified financial planning professional, husband, and chief allowance officer to two daughters. I'm also the creator of the Sense of Responsibility tools and how-to instruction parents need to raise their children into financially literate, money-savvy adults, even if they don't know much about finance themselves. I'm Julie Franz, a chef entrepreneur at heart, wife and mother of two middle school children. I also curate the Sense of Responsibility community so parents have a forum to ask questions, share success stories, and discuss their journeys. As a financial newbie myself, I'm also cultivating our group support system to help carve out my own family's path toward financial literacy. Good morning, Alec. How are you today? I'm a little under the weather, Julie. Oh, yeah, you sound like it. I know, but <laughs> I'm still ready to talk about money. Let's talk about the differences we're making in people's lives, Julie. Yes, yes, we are doing that for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, I know today we're going to talk about credit. We know you and I were talking about the famous Shakespeare quote, neither a borrower or a lender be. What do you think about that one? I think that it's probably as antiquated as Shakespeare. I don't know that it makes a lot of sense this day and age because we have to borrow and we have to lend sometimes. So I don't know. What do you think about that quote, Alec? I agree. I think that's a perfect way of putting it. In fact, how antiquated I feel so badly for Grace. She's in ninth grade and reading Macbeth. So yeah, I feel bad for her and I feel bad for anybody who thinks that they should never, ever be a borrower or a lender for sure. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do a lot of things in this world, college and buying houses and leasing cars and you, you would be pretty stuck without ever borrowing any money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, leverage is a big part of investors, people starting businesses, expanding businesses. I mean, it happens all the time. It's one of the fundamentals of, of finance. I mean, there's it's no accident that that's one of the fundamentals of finance. So I guess the question is, though, how do we teach our kids about it in a good way, in the right way? Right, right, right. Because we also want to teach them not to leverage their credit cards too heavily and spend, spend, spend when they don't have the money to pay it off each month. So there's a fine line of teaching them what what is okay to borrow and what's not and why. I think I told you a month or two ago, Cassidy had asked me how much money was on my credit card. And I was trying to distill what she meant by that because she has a debit card. And so she understands what that means. You put money in the bank and the money's there and then you use the money. And when the money's not there, you can't spend it. Yep. And so I was saying, do you mean how much is on my debit card in my bank account? Or do you mean how much I owe in credit? You know, And then we had to get into a whole conversation of the difference of debit and credit and kind of line up what those two things meant, which was a great conversation with a 12-year-old. It was perfect timing because she understood part of it, but not all of it. Don't you love that? Isn't that yeah. amazing? I mean, like just the fact that they're bringing that stuff up and asking those questions... Yeah, no, it was great. She's learned a lot about how to use her debit card, which has been really awesome to see. Very transformative over the last six months or so since we introduced that. But yeah, I mean, we like to talk to them about what we're putting on our credit cards and why. We have certain things we put on our credit cards. And then, of course, there's benefits to credit cards sometimes too. We, we just booked a flight today on Miles and 
Yep. We wouldn't have been able to do that had we not used a credit card for certain things. Exactly. So, like, how do we teach our, our kids to borrow responsibly? It's a very important piece of the puzzle. And much like allowance and so many of the other pieces, I mean, the key is we're trying to give them practice. We want them to be familiar with the process. We want them to get comfortable paying back. And we want, just like we talk a lot about these tough lessons, we want them to experience some pain, but we want to do it in a controlled environment. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about the credit bill and, and how we use that as part of the, the elementary starter course that we have and what that brings to the table. If I kind of had to break down the phases of a great way to teach our kids about using credit responsibly, I'd say phase one is something that you can start when they're in kindergarten, second grade, first grade. I mean, it's, you really can. You can get them used to borrowing, get them used to paying back, get them used to a penalty. Those are things that you could do for a very long time. And then ultimately, the the really it's phase two is ultimately when they get a credit card. But they should have in the interim already used a debit card and they should understand what credit cards are through conversation, how they work. And you really foster those borrowing conversations and opportunities along the way. So that's kind of the long and the short of it. And I know we're going to dig into a little bit about the exact process with the credit bill. We haven't used the credit bill a whole lot. And I think, you know, when I, when I think about why, my kids don't really like to borrow money. Like when they run out of money, they understand they've run out of money. And there have been a couple times this month that Cassidy said she needed money for this or that. And then she would say, but I don't have enough in my on my debit card. And I, and I always tell her, you can borrow a little bit if it's something you need right now, and then we, you can pay me back. It's going to be core day in a week or two weeks or whatever. And she just says no. She wants to wait until she's either made the money or earned it or gotten her allowance. So there's something that's, that's kind of being instilled in her naturally, which I, I didn't try to do. It just is happening that way. Well, I would say naturally because you're on this mission, right? If right, you had right, done right. that a year ago, it might be different. Right, right, right. Exactly. But I mean, I'm not telling her don't borrow or I'm not trying right. to dissuade her from doing it. Even to the point she had two bags of clothes she was going to sell at this place that she sells clothes and then buys used clothes. And they sell, you know, name brands. They have Lululemon and all the all the good stuff there. So she knows that if she wants some leggings or a Lululemon thing, that's the first place to go and look. And so she had these two bags to sell and we just kept hitting them on days that they weren't buying. We'd walk in with the bags and they'd go, oh, it's Black Friday. We don't buy today. Or, oh, we don't buy Mondays, whatever it was. And I kept saying, if you need some money to borrow, we already know you have these bags. You're you're going to make the money. She'd go, yeah, but I don't know how much. I don't know if it's going to be $20 or $50 or $60. So I don't want to depend on that money. It was really a very sophisticated you know, way for her to look at it. And really, I saw a lot of maturity and development from, you know, from this core process in that moment when she just yeah, she realized it was unpredictable and she didn't want to count all her eggs before they hatched. And she did <laughs> not make very much money. It turned out it was like $20. So it was a good thing she didn't borrow 60 from me and then be, you know, right. in and debt to then me. In debt. So a couple of things. One, I would say, I hope that you offered her that 
but with some interest, right? It wasn't something that you just said, okay, if I lend you $40, then you pay me back $40, right? It wasn't with interest only because it was a very short time frame. It was kind of like, I'll help you out today, but we'll go sell your clothes tomorrow. Or, you know, it wasn't like borrow this money from me and then I'll see it a month from now. So if it had been that sort of situation, we would have put it on the credit bill and, and gone through the whole thing. I know she needed what she needed. I mean, she, I wanted to help her. So I, I wasn't going to get too nitty gritty, but if it was in the longer term, I would have. It also, it wasn't, it was kind of a need and a want. And we talk about that a lot, you know, need versus want. And she, yeah. she has a lot of needs. She's a teenage girl and she, she does, you know, I can't keep <laughs> up with them. So we kind of have to like negotiate kind of this gray area of need versus want, you know? Okay. Well, you have that in your back pocket in terms of, you know, if it's something a little, personally, I would have even for a week, I would have said, you know, even if it's minimal, if it's okay, if you borrow 20, I expect 22 back, something minimal, but they understand Mm -hmm. that borrowing comes with a cost. And then Mm -hmm. if it's longer term, I would have added to that. But again, we also talk about there's no wrong way to do this. It's whatever works in your home, but it is a good opportunity to be able to teach about credit by adding some sort of a cost because you don't get to borrow free money. I mean, in the world, that's not a thing. We don't get to do that. No. However, this is a good question. I think that I've wondered and probably other parents do too. If I pay something with a credit card, I pay for a pair of leggings and they're $60 And then my credit card bill comes and those leggings are on there and it's $60 and I just pay that money, right? I don't Mm -hmm. get punished as long as I pay it on time. So that's kind of, I guess, how we've run our credit bill here is that if it's it's paid back in that time frame, you know, my thing was if you pay me back within the week, we're good. Right. So I I am trying to kind of teach her, and I know it's different if you're like borrowing a house or renting or leasing a car or things like that. But but on a credit card bill, you don't have to pay extra until you miss the payment. Okay. So that's a perfect segue into kind of the second thing I was going to say is I think the reason that the credit bill didn't really make sense for you in your home is because your kids started later, right? Mm -hmm. When the kids are starting earlier, it's kind of a perfect instrument. So and this will kind of answer that question even more. So the way that the, the credit bill works when you sign up for the course, and, and obviously anybody can do this with a whiteboard. I did it with a whiteboard on my fridge from day one, but you, the elementary starter course comes with a credit bill. You put it on your fridge. And because young kids don't walk around with cash, like basically ever, they're continually borrowing from the mommy daddy bank, right? They're at CVS with you and they say, you know, I really want to buy this. And, you know, can I, I didn't bring my wallet. Can I borrow some money? So you give them the $5. So the way it works is if I give them the $5, when we get home, they don't pay me back right away. They write on the fridge, $5 candy or whatever the item was. We could do that through the month. And at the end of the month, when we sit down for our core day, we're, we're about to dole out allowance they have to first tally that up and they have to pay me back, right? Now, if they're short, then they will have to pay a penalty. And I made that penalty painful. That penalty was $10. So for a fourth grader or a fifth grader, you know, somebody who's getting, let's say, you know, $40 in a month, 
you know, $10, that's pretty painful. But this way they would always be on top of when they came home, they would know, okay, well, I have this much or I know I have. So there was always in their mind. So it works like a regular credit card in essence, where there isn't that penalty unless they are late. Because if they can't pay me with what they have and I wind up giving them allowance, now they're paying me late. They're paying me with new income. It was this credit card in training. And that's why I say you can do it, you know, for a very, very long time. But once they start walking around with the debit card, once they carry a wallet with them, the opportunities to use that credit bill, yes, they're, they're definitely reduced. So I see what you're saying in terms of, you know, saying, okay, well, you know, for the week, but you are in essence, fast forwarding though, to a late payment because that's their new income period, their new paycheck period, if you will. So in a way it is late. Does that make sense? Yeah. I guess the other thing too, that I was thinking is that I, I was also encouraging her to borrow the money in that moment. And I didn't want to also like add on a caveat that would dissuade her from doing it. Like it's trying to help a sister out. (laughs) 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 And I don't think that the lesson is lost in that moment because that's also real life. I mean, you know, I was saying, I will help you here. This is the parameter. If you do this, we'll do it this way. If you don't, we'll do it that way. And as you know, and I think that staying really consistent and true to your word then is the most important thing. And that's one thing I know that we have done really well in this process is that if I say something, sometimes we'll even write it down so that we don't forget how it was worded or what that time frame was that she knows I mean business. She's not, you know, a week from now, she's not going to be like, oops, sorry, I defaulted on payment, but can I get it for free? Or, you know, no, we made the agreement. And I think- That's the power of consistency, right? Right, right. And we've talked about how this program and being really consistent with it can, it's hard, especially at the beginning, but it really can help foster better relationships because then we don't have to fight about these things. It's really clear that these are the rules. This is how it works. And you either do it or you don't. And then there's a punishment, but it's not personal. It's not about you being a good person or a bad person or me being a mean mom or a nice mom. No, it's, this is the rules. Yeah. And again, the, the, the best way to do it is the way that works, <laughs> right? No, no doubt about it. So if that worked, but I do, I'm amazed even now at how well the credit bill works. It's just this, something just took out the whiteboard one day and said, Hey, let's do this. And, and it has worked really well. And it was the springboard to explaining credit cards because I had trouble with them really understanding it. Once they started asking questions about the credit card and I could then say, oh, you know how when you go to the the board and you write that, you know, this is what you borrowed. And so the same thing with me. And then I could, sh- I showed them a part of my statement where we went to Disney World. I took it out and I showed them and I said, hey, see this line item? And it's like, so yeah, this is what I get. This is my bill that I get every month. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, the, you really see the gears turning. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. We haven't shown the kids the credit card bill because, of course, we don't get them mailed to us the way we did, you know, in yesteryear. <laughs> Robbie that's just true. gets it online and pays it, you know. Like uh, Shakespeare but I think, did. 
Yeah, exactly. Like Shakespeare. <laughs> but, you know, I think that is probably a really good idea to do and maybe something that we should incorporate in the next couple of months because we've been adding in these layers. I mean, now we have we have the Corday, we talk about their investments, we talk about their debit card roster. So we look at, you know, make sure everything is good there and talk about where their spending was and all of that. And so then to add, you know, that next layer when they're ready to say, okay, this is our credit card bill. Here's what we spent. Here's what we owe and why we kept it to that number and all of that. I think that's a really great thing. And some parents are not going to be comfortable with that. And that's totally fine. And when my kids were younger, it's not like I showed them my, my whole bill, but I did show them a couple of line items that they could relate to. You know, I showed them my Disney World trip was the perfect opportunity. Right. I remember that because it was the first one I did and said, you know, remember this? And then we went to the, you know, the turkey leg stand and we bought this and then we bought the <laughs> ice cream and it was like, you know, 17 line items from Disney World yeah. that they were like, oh my goodness. that And they were like, that, that really adds, adds up. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they learned. I was like, yes, it does, my little yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a credit card that we just use for travel and like big expenses. So I, I think that that would be an appropriate one to show them. Like here's the plane yeah. flights that we have coming up. Here's the big – it's really just the big ticket items, but it's important for them to know that plane flights are expensive. Trips are expensive. Yes. Putting deposits down on hotels for cheer competitions, they're expensive. <laughs> it's a big bill. And if you're showing them a full credit card statement, which I think is amazing – Definitely show them the interest rate, right? Say, look, you know how, mm -hmm. like, well, I know you're not doing the penalty, but, you know, say, listen, this is the penalty we pay. All of a sudden, now it goes to a 25% or 17%, whatever that credit card bill is. I know that there's going to be a big number on there at the bottom that shows the, the penalty percentage rate if you don't pay it at the end of the mm -hmm. month. Exactly. What about, I'm curious, so you've discussed in the house loans from you, which Cassie said no. Have they ever had conversations amongst themselves, John and Cassie, to borrow from each other? No, they they do bribe each other with money. Like, I'll give you five dollars if I can sit in the front seat, type of thing. <laughs> Huh. And then they'll and then they'll get what they want and they'll be like, oh no no no, I, I didn't really mean that or we didn't shake on it, you know. And so I have to enforce that if you say you're going to pay somebody to do something, you have to pay no matter what. Or they, you know, I'll give you five dollars if you run to the grocery store and buy me some chips, that, that kind of thing. So it's not borrowing, but they do try to get each other to do things, you know, manipulate <laughs> a little bit, but with money. And sometimes they pay, sometimes they don't. Low cost labor. That's interesting. I haven't heard that's the first time I've heard that one, Julie. <laughs> because I can tell you in my house, I've definitely had to clamp down on predatory lending practices. Mm, how does that work? <laughs> Usually it works where, so Grace has, she had a bat mitzvah and she had a windfall of cash that we, you know, we're working through and it's, it's a process to work through. So she has more money in her spending bucket than does Eve. So when Eve wants something, she can go to her and I say, no, no, I just have to monitor and say, no, no, those terms aren't exactly fair. But why daddy, you know, the $10 penalty is like, yes, but I'm trying to teach you something. So I try to keep it at a fair market value, fair rates with what's going on in the world. Something that I think they can learn from each other, but that, you know, is fair. Let's so like say. what is more... fair right now? Yeah. So give me an example of what that looks like, like right now. I think a couple of months ago, actually, Grace was still flush with cash and Eve wanted to buy something. And she knew that if that if she borrowed the money from me since she was out of spend, 
she would be in the penalty box and that would cost her an extra $10. So she actually went to Grace and Grace said, well, no, I'll do the same thing. $10. I think it was, she wanted to borrow like 30. And she said, she's like, well, no, I'm, I'm already in that situation with dad. And I said, yes, well, so guys, you need to work something out. That's going to be a little bit better. So she did. Sure enough, she worked it out where she borrowed the $30 and paid Grace a $5 fee. And she saved her. She got the item you know, paid the extra $5. So she was shopping the interest rates, shopping the credit card companies. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good lesson too, right? Yeah. Yes. She's very entrepreneurial, that one. And it worked out. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you know, Cassidy's definitely a lot. She is, she's pretty astute with her spending and she really does watch her debit card. She knows exactly how much money she has on her card, how much money she has in cash at all times. So she does not, she does not run out of money. But John, on the other hand, he just spends, you know, whenever he needs something and usually it's a sandwich. That's normally what he spends his money on is he goes to Jersey Mike's, he goes to Primo Pasta, he gets his meatball sub, he gets hungry, you know, and I'm not willing to cook for him all the time. And if he's going to be lazy. That's a lot of sandwiches. Yeah. He's hungry all the time. He knows how to make a quesadilla, a scrambled egg, a bowl of granola. But if he's going to choose to go get a sandwich, fine. So that's where most of his allowance goes. But then, you know, he'll be out and about with friends. Two weekends ago, he and his boys came by on their bikes and they grabbed a couple things and then they headed over to In-N-Out and they went to In-N-Out. And sure enough, he got to pay for his burger and shake and it was $9 and something and he only had six on his debit card. So there he is standing like a dummy at the front of In-N-Out. Both of his friends have already spent their money. The nice kid at the register paid for him. Paid him $9 and something. Being the person who worked there? Yeah. They're, they're all kids and he just whipped out his debit card and paid for John's, you know, burger. Wow. And so, John, you know, that was nice because it was a really nice, you know, sense of human kindness. Like somebody did something for me. You know, John just felt so special. And, and so we tracked back like who this kid was and what his name was. And now John knows that when he gets his allowance this Sunday, we're going to go back and we're going to find that kid and he's going to use his money and pay that kid back. So that was kind of a form of lending, I guess. I mean, it was really awesome that it worked out that way and he was able to get his burger and shake. But it was also a good learning experience too. Like, I don't want to be that dummy standing in the front of the line (laughs) trying to use my debit card that only had $6 on it, (laughs) trying to buy a burger and a shake, you know? So a couple of learning experiences in that one. But he's just continued to go on with that $6 in his debit card and not worry too much about it, just realized he couldn't spend anymore. So they they really approach all of these different situations very differently, but and they're all learning experiences in their own right. But that's our our lending moment that we learned from. And John has to go back and pay this nice young man in and out. We're gonna find that kid. We're going to thank him. That's Maybe amazing. we'll even pay him a couple extra dollars. Buy him a burger. That is mm-hmm. amazing. So I did get a question from a core parent about credit cards. When do you introduce them, right? If if that phase one was the credit bill and just getting them used to that, and then the interim is using the debit cards and having this these conversations and letting them borrow from each other and you know teaching lessons along the way. But okay, when do they get a full credit card? Interestingly, over the years... I've had a couple of parents that I work with 
say, well, it's really important. I want my kid to get a credit card so that they can build up their credit. And so I want to start now. And it's like, okay, well, you know, you can't start yet. And so, you know, be patient. Or when their kid first gets to college, they say, no, debit card isn't enough. I want them to start building credit. I don't really see the logic in that. I haven't come across that. And, you know, being a financial planner for all of these years, I've never come across somebody who said, you know, I didn't get a credit card soon enough and now I can't buy a car or I can't buy a house. Like, I don't ever see that worry in practice. I think a credit card should be given when it is A, either necessary or B, when you feel like your child can really handle it. So if you've put in the time when they're in elementary or middle school or high school and they are responsible spenders, then that is a great time when they're in college to go ahead and introduce that credit card because they'll be able to handle it. By the same token, I remember being in college and most often kids would come out of, I went to the University of Florida, so this was Turlington Hall. It was the center of campus. And almost every day they had these tables set up and it was like, sign up for a a credit card and get a first USA t-shirt with the Gators logo on it. Like that's how most people got their first credit card. Mm-hmm. This is not a good strategy. That's how I got my first credit card. My parents know, live, eat, and breathe Wall Street. And even I wound up getting my credit card, you know, my first one that way. It turned out I had good training and I, I never found myself in debt. But this is not how we want our children to get a credit card. So the training is really important. And then when you think they can handle it, go ahead and get one. Don't be so concerned about about them building their credit. That's my philosophy. Yeah, I agree. My philosophy is let's let them make a few, you know, mistakes, stumble a few times on small pebbles, you know, when they're in the house and under our supervision when we can work through things together. So I definitely do not want to wait until my kids go to college to give them a credit card, possibly a year before where we can work through it each month and like kind of monitor it together and really look through the statements and talk about, you know, hopefully by then they have a job and are making some money and mowing lawns or you Flip know whatever that might yeah. be, flipping burgers. Yeah. I, I do, I guess I hadn't really thought about when would be the appropriate time, but now that we're talking about it, I, I do really want to continue to foster that learning process so they really have an understanding of it and the debit card is, you know, down pat by then and, and then maybe sometime towards the later years of high school getting them a credit card just to start practicing. I never had that and I think, you know, in college, you a lot of kids are not, you know, they're not around their parents all the time and having those daily conversations. And that's where kids can really get themselves into trouble with that unlimited freedom and not knowing how to manage it. Did you ever have an issue with a credit card? I did not. Although I know Robbie did get into some trouble in college and had to come home and live at home for a year or two in his early 20s to help, you know, get his parents to kind of help him navigate and pay, pay off a lot of debt. He learned some important lessons in that time in his life. Yeah. I mean, it is a real risk. It is a real problem. It is definitely one of the primary reasons why I don't want my kids to find themselves in that situation, but I want to help other parents avoid their kids finding themselves in that situation because man, that interest rate is a killer. When, when people come and need financial planning help, it's the number one thing to look at and say, okay, well, if you have credit card debt, pay that off. So I don't want any parent to find their child in that same situation. It is so common. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really want when my kids 
move out of my house for them to be, you know, stable gone forever and gone forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Come back for Christmas. <laughs> Come back. Yeah. And see me like for my birthday and stay over a night, but don't move back home. I want to put in the work now, you know, to make sure that when they do move out, that they can take care of themselves for us in the sustainable long term, yeah. not just for a little bit and then come back for me to bail them out. You know, that is also what I look at with this program. It is it is hard work when we start. And I'm not going to lie. It was like definitely, you know, ramping up for the first three months, six months, learning a lot of lessons, having to learn that consistency. It is work. But when you look at the alternative of, you know, the future when kids are bigger and money's bigger and problems are bigger and bailouts are bigger, I'd rather yeah. deal with those smaller things now. Exactly. We keep saying, right? Let them let them learn now and have it have them sacrifice dozens of dollars instead of thousands and tens of thousands later. Yep. We keep exactly. saying that. I know we sound like a broken record, but it's true. <laughs> so all right. Well, Julie, with that, let's just remind everybody that the elementary starter course is there. It's ready. The credit bill will show you exactly how to use it. It's by video, so step-by-step -step instructions. And there's all sorts of resources, of course, at sensoresponsibility.com slash resources. So that's the blog, the podcast, all kinds of good stuff. And of course, wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. Anything else you want to add, Julie, before I tell everyone to teach sensibly, since that's the coined line? <laughs> the coined line. Oh, I like how you did that. No, just that I was speaking with a friend slash client yesterday and she had mentioned allowance and did I do allowance with my kids and right away, you know, of course, it's just like, yes, you've got to try this program core. It's a game changer. And it's just so fun to be able to share that with other parents who, you know, are, you know, ready to, to do the work and get their kids on a better path. And she just lit up and she was so excited. And so I'm just so happy to share this information and these stories and, and our experiences with other parents, because it just really is such a game changer and so fun to see, you know, it spread into other families' worlds. Amen. So you, I'm Emily. with you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Teach sensibly. Teach sensibly. Bye.